2: You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there sir i've
4: been trying to make an urgent phone call up there
3: well, i don't think it's something i want to do on an overseas phone you gotta make some phone calls
4: hang up the phone prank call prank caller.
3: ladies and gentlemen welcome once again to packernet after dark this is the call-in show of the packernet podcast network if you'd like to call in if you'd like to participate in the show please feel free to do so the phone number here Six zero eight five zero one zero seven one eight new callers go directly to the front of the line. We don't have any new callers today, and yes, we are going back to the front of the line. If we get through that, we'll go back to the back of the line. It's a whole thing you don't need to worry about, but let's get started with
0: Craig, hey, Ryan. It's Craig from Indiana. Hey, um, quickly to chime in about the Ryan Brian thing, okay. Um, I get a lot of Craig and Greg, oh that makes as sense. well, yeah, so I can kind of relate to that yep. and sometimes when you correct them, they'll still call me yep. Greg. Yep. I think I got relatives who still call me Greg. <laughs> it's so strange.
3: Your grandma. <laughs> the other weird thing is
0: when I tell people my name, they think I'm saying Frank, huh. I don't get that at all, but I don't know how many times I get that repeated back but i'm I'm assuming it's me, not them because it's happened to too many people right. uh anyway, um. Just a quick, uh, couple quick comments about the PAC organization and how... Actually, you know what? No, it's not
3: you. It's not you, Greg. <laughs> Zing. No, it's not you, though. Don't ever believe that. It's always them. Always. Forget those guys.
0: You know, they are so proud that it's public and shareholders and our fans are the best in the world... And yet they just don't seem to treat the fans that great when it comes to highlights from their practices or broadcasting family night more broadly. Um, it just doesn't make sense to me that why they don't share those things with their fans, I guess they think because the opponents are getting that information, but that's ridiculous when you think of family night that, um, they're going to broadcast in three states and have 80,000 people in the stands, but they're afraid if they did it nationally, there'd be some issue with uh, their competitors. just seems stupid. Um, so that's always disappointing to me that they don't treat the fans a little bit better by giving them what they want, which is watching their team play. So I don't know what it'll take to change that. And the other thing, I, and I might have brought it up before, is, again, if you're really fam, a fan-focused I don't know why the concession stand prices wouldn't go down. I think we're in the middle of the pack when it comes to the NFL. And, again, you know, you got your shareholders, you got your fans. Why wouldn't you give them a bargain on that kind of stuff? Still make money. Um, It's not like we're owned by someone who's going to be greedy and wants to milk us for everything. Uh, Seems like you'd be a little bit uh, more fan-friendly when it came to the price of the concessions, which are kind of crazy if you've been to a game. Um, Anyway uh just a couple thoughts
2: take care bye yeah
3: i can't speak to concessions i don't really know what it is that drives the cost to be that i mean i think most fans assume it's just gouging but if you think about it it's a restaurant that's opened what six times a year (laughs) so uh i can understand why it would cost a lot more um for it to be a feasible thing but yeah as far as the um as far as the the fan enjoyment stuff that the packers are not seemingly doing, it kind of reminds me of you know we hear about corporations saying the obligation to our shareholders is to you know get them a financial return on investment right they have they have shareholders and they invest in us and in order to make sure that they continue to invest in us and new people invest in us is we need profit and we need um we need that arrow constantly pointing up. I feel like the packers feel the same way their obligation to their shareholder. Mm-hmm. Is wins and in their mind that's the only obligation that they have and and I do think I mean Murphy obviously has not exactly as much t- tunnel vision they've got you know title town and all that kind of stuff which is great which makes this slightly more confusing that he can't see what we're all saying and, and let me say something else too real quick I don't really think it's Mark Murphy he's the one taking the the blunt of this because he made a comment about we don't want to do this I think this is 99.99%, if not 100%, to and Matt LaFleur that are the ones saying this. All coaches would choose to shut that down if it was up to them. I think it's mostly owners who have control saying, no, we want it open. But I think it has to do, I don't think Murphy gives a crap, to be completely honest. And we, we heard before, it was, it was Ted Thompson that started this whole thing of, no, 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 no access, shut it all down. It's not the owners. It's not Murphy. It's, it's the GMs and the coaches saying, no, I don't want anyone seeing what we're doing over here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that they see it as our job is to get wins. We need to provide wins to our fan base, and we'll do that at all costs. And if there is a .0000001% competitive disadvantage by broadcasting this, then we're going to shut it down. Because the only obligation we have to our fans is to provide them with wins. And I think what they're missing is that what the fans want is entertainment. 95% of that does come from wins, you're right. But there is still a 5% of that that is not that. And so when you look at something, and and, and here's the thing, I, I don't mind that their sole focus is winning. I think that's fantastic. That's what makes the Packers great. My My biggest issue is there is no competitive disadvantage. There is none. And again, I think the thing Mark Murphy said about um, family night, we can't broadcast it to the rest of the country because of the disadvantage. I think he's, honestly, I think he's just lying. I think the reason that that happened is it has to do with television deals. They have television deals with local Green Bay stations. And so if you broadcast that nationally, I mean, it's the same reason why, you know, you, you can't find Monday night football on your local station because the NFL made a deal with, whoever it is that's doing monday night football these days amazon or x.com or whatever i don't know i think that was the honest answer it was broadcast we're not streaming it because we have exclusive deals with local television stations so um i think it's unfortunate that he just flat out lied about it but i think i do think that that's the situation but as far as the the camps go i do think that that's a little bit ridiculous There is no competitive disadvantage. You're not doing anything spectacular that's going to be um, gleaned by the Chicago Bears. And even if there was something, every single, like I said, every single formation, every single snap is being um, live tweeted by the media that you allow allow in there. The practices are open to anybody. So if it is that, um, you know, if it's that serious, they can easily send somebody from Chicago up to come watch and sit in the stands and see what's going on and take notes. Maybe there is somebody. I have no idea but you have that same advantage in Chicago and everybody everywhere else you can see what they're doing maybe that's why they are so closed off cuz they actually have spies out there you know they 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 have their own team that's like all over social media trying to get updates from teams and so that makes them extra cautious you know it's like somebody who's super paranoid about all their their internet stuff and their data usage and they're massively paranoid about the government watching and you're like bro come on turns out he works for the CIA he's just like no i i'm telling you <laughs> i know because i'm doing it i'm the one i'm the one that knows what you said on your phone call last night cuz i'm listening to you but again anything top secret they're just going to do inside closed practice so you know and and the other thing that makes it complete nonsense is they also have the ability to tell the fans, no, you cannot record, and then leave it up to the social media team. And the social media team could do a great job because you can put cameras in places that these guys cannot. You can be on the field. Heck, you can have a crane out there taking videos. You can put together some serious highlights, but you're choosing not to. It's just not a priority. And you, I mean, you don't even have to show the formation or anything. You can just show the the point at which Jordan Love throws the ball, and then, you know, the ball traveling through the air, caught by Christian Watson for a touchdown. That's a highlight. We will accept that, but you won't even do that. So, I mean, it's just obvious that it's not a priority. And, um, you know, I think that everybody kind of has their own areas of expertise. Like, we have a media team that's focused on other things. I I would hope that they've at least come to, you know, the the social media guys have at least come to somebody and said, hey, can we we put out a couple videos on practice? And for whatever reason, the answer, I guess, is no. I, I don't know, but I really don't see... A lot of reason for it. The high prices, I understand, at least I, I, I can I can guess as to why it is. The not broadcasting nationally, only regionally, I get it, although I don't know why you lied about it. But not putting out any content, not allowing anyone else to do it, that one I can't get behind.
0: Brian, Bryce from Escanaba. Howdy. Just wanted to bring up um, one thing from family night. I was there. Um, it was beautiful. Great, great atmosphere. Um, just watching some of the throws from Jordan Love. Yeah, he went what fifty percent completion rate, something like that, higher. Um, just some of the throws. They just he just looked. I hate to say Patrick Mahomes, but you know he was compared to him uh, coming out of the draft.
3: Yeah, and for a reason. And I, I always do the same thing. Like, I don't want to say Pat Mahomes because people are going to take it the wrong way. But you know what? Screw it. I'm going to say Pat Mahomes. Cause nobody else is doing that. That sidearm throw, and yes, I understand that if it was live action, that would not have been a completion. That's not the point. The point is other quarterbacks are not making that throw. And and as consistent and as consistently I mean, you can go back over Daniel Jones' what, four, five year freaking career, three year, I don't know how long he's been in the league and maybe find a sidearm throw for a touchdown somewhere. Maybe. Maybe not. But it's every single time there's a practice. And we're not even getting access to his throws. Again, that off-his-back-foot throw, and, and, and this is even going back into last year. And again, every, almost every single one of his throws. I mean, Aaron Jones, I'm glad he caught that one. It's one of the first times that he's had a, a, a Pat Mahomes throw that was caught. But I, I, I off the top of my head now, that's that's three different throws that I'm looking at with my jaw on the floor going, dude, that is like the, the one rolling to his left, throwing into the end zone to one of the wide uh, running backs, that reminded me of Aaron Rodgers. And Pat Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers are very similar, so it's basically interchangeable, but that one just had Aaron Rodgers kind of vibes to it. The other two felt like Pat Mahomes. The one where he's rolling to his right off his back foot, just absolute freaking dime. I mean, that could have been either, but just kind of the way it all unraveled, it just felt like more Pat Mahomes, especially the way he just kind of flicked his arm. And then, yeah, the sidearm between two defenders, when, by the way, the guy can't even see, and the fact that it was just a perfect little ball. I mean, Aaron Jones is standing there like, oh, what the heck is this? And I think the like he stopped running, like the play's over, like, oh, dude, freaking ball in my stomach, that's crazy. Again, that I, I don't like, the the thing that... that is is breaking my heart cuz I know I sometimes get pretty negative about it but the thing that is really bothering me about the whole 50% completion rate the inconsistency is I mean he has that top 2 quarterback ability he has that super bowl uh contender you know elite football player like we're we are so close so unbelievably close to being a dynasty we are so close to having another Aaron Rodgers we are so unbelievably close because this guy is so incredibly talented. But if he can't stop the mistakes, if he can't tune up the accuracy a little bit, if he can't dial up the consistency, we don't have a quarterback, period. I'm watching another Aaron Rodgers pass right through our fingers every, every overthrow, and it, it just it causes me to, to you know slightly overreact a little bit. But that's the reason. I mean we I'm watching it. We got one. We have another one. But then I just hear overthrow, underthrow, overthrow, overthrow. It's like no go, oh, please don't do this to me. I mean it's 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 like Josh Myers, but on a much larger scale. Like we got a center, he's a good pass blocker, we're ready to go. Botch snap, botch snap, beat by Wyatt, like dang it. Oh this isn't gonna work, is it? So, you know, there's time, we'll see how it goes. I mean I'm I'm willing to be patient. If 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 that means another Aaron Rodgers or a Pat Mahomes light or whatever it is to pair with these weapons that we're building on offense, to pair with the defense that we've got, man, oh man. I'll I'll wait till next year. I don't care. If we start to see a progression, I don't care if we win seven wins, but all of a sudden the last three weeks you see Jordan Love as the best quarterback in football, I will accept that. You know, it's gonna be a rough offseason, Bears fans are gonna be freaking insufferable. But uh, aside from the part where we whooped the living crap out of him in that final game, I'll accept that. I will take that. I don't care. Plus, we got a high draft pick and the Jets pick. And as long as the Packers can see it and they know we're keeping Jordan and we're going to build around, man, oh, man, I'll accept it. I will deal with it. I will be patient.
2: Yeah, uh, hey, Ryan, this is um, Daniel from Milwaukee. What's up? Uh, It's been a minute since I called in, but I was just listening to your current podcast. About the um gyre celebration. Well, uh, (laughs) so he's not like um, like putting his sword back or whatever, it's it's actually um, like he's putting a seatbelt on.
3: Oh, don't tell me that. You know, like
2: he's strapping up the receiver. Uh, Yeah, it's it's pretty. I thought
3: the sword was better, but I guess I get it. Cause it, I mean it. Cause I thought he even has like his hands. It's like a two-handed, and then there's like a reverse grip kind of thing. You know, it looks like a sword going. It doesn't. I mean, I don't put my seatbelt on that way. But I guess you know it's a dramatic seatbelt thing. I don't know a seatbelt. Again, I get it, but I don't know. That that makes me sad.
2: Awesome um, I believe that either he or somebody had said like you know, said something about the the celebration and um he had basically uh told them that like yeah you know it's like seat up you know I'm strapping people up all right so
3: I get it. it pretty get awesome. It. Fair enough.
2: All right Ryan have a good day.
3: Bye-bye. No, no, it's I mean it, it works. City, you know, strap city, is that his thing this year? Has anybody put together a strap city shirt? I'm sure Cheese had TVs on that. They every time somebody says anything they got a shirt for it. That'd be a pretty cool shirt, maybe, you know? Jair in a (laughs) seatbelt. He just put him like, in one of those crossing guard things. Do you ever have to be a crossing guard in school? Was that a thing, or was that just my school that did that? We got into sixth grade, you had to be a crossing guard. And I never learned how to fold the crossing guard thing, ever. You had to learn how to fold up your little crossing guard thing. Never learned how to do that. I don't even think I learned how to, like, put it on prior. I just, like left it connected and like got into it i don't know it was stupid i didn't i didn't mind being a crossing guard i guess that was pretty simple but you had to go home late which sucked and then yeah you had to pretend you knew how to fold it every time i just start doing stuff hoping that i would accidentally get it right one of these times but i never got it i don't know why i never got in trouble for that sixth grade teachers were kind of d-bags they were pretty they were angry folks i don't know but I appreciate you letting me know.
2: Hey, Brian. I mean, Ryan. Oh, shut uh, up, Steve. I hope everything's going well just messing with you, man. I've been right. listening, to, listening to you guys complain about that. By the way, you're not the only one with a name that's difficult. Being my name's Steven, you, you'd be surprised how many words out there sound just like Steven.
3: I'm struggling. And thinking. people say them
2: all the time in public places, and so I'm always thinking somebody's saying my name, but nobody's even talking oh. <laughs> to me. Um, another thing, real quick before I get on to my Packer question, I'm uh. Happy to report that the long day in Alaska has ended. Uh, As of August, the night of August 5th, morning of August 5th, I saw three stars in the sky. Hey-oh. So nighttime has returned. (laughs) It won't be long before we have actual darkness, and I can see nighttime skies. Very exciting. Oh, my goodness. Um,
3: I thought it was bad being in Wisconsin, having to be like, man, the cold sucks. I can't wait for warmth again you got like, yeah, the cold sucks. I can't wait for warmth again. Also, I haven't seen the sun in freaking a year.
2: Well, my question is uh, with the, the issues we're seeming to have with, with Myers at, our, at center yeah. and the, uh, the exchange issues and uh, inconsistency, what do you think is the uh, percentage possibilities, because I know we can't say for sure one way or the other, that when, uh, when cuts come around, the teams are going to be letting players go, that we don't go out and look and see that maybe we can find ourselves somebody who's maybe not great, but at least can hand, snap the ball and, and get it to the quarterback without fumbling it. You know, I'd uh, granted, you want a great player that's an awesome, you know, run blocker and, and a great pass defender, but if he can't get the ball to the quarterback, yep. then his number one job, he's failing that. So I'm just wondering what the possibilities are and if uh, maybe for – uh the other show, because I know you're doing a lot of research here, that uh, you take a look around for some of the uh, potential problem players that we might have where there's holes and then what other teams out there might have a surplus of those people or those positions, players in those positions, who may be cutting them that we could possibly go pick up. I know that's kind of deep and it's a little more than you'd like to look into, but just as a exercise for how we might fill out the roster, if we find out here in the next couple of weeks we got a serious issue with maybe safety or, of course, like I was just saying, center. So, all right, I'm going to let you all go. You guys have a good one. Hooray for nighttime. Yeah, um,
3: I suppose, I mean, center would probably be the easiest, I mean, especially from a research standpoint because there's just less of them. Um, And I also think it's probably more likely that there is a sort of surplus. In other words, somebody's got a decent backup out there. The problem is they're not going to be as good as Josh Myers. I know everybody hates Josh Myers, thinks he's the biggest bum in the world, but again, pass blocking is the most important thing, and he's one of the better pass blockers in the NFL. You you can refuse to believe that if you want. That's fine. So there are a few different options. Um, Number one that you could look at would be 26.8-year-old Will Clapp. Will Clapp was a seventh-round pick by the New Orleans Saints. He spent four years in New Orleans and was really, really bad um, at everything. 2022 he took a massive jump as a pass blocker terrible run blocker i mean significantly worse than anybody on our team but he really took a jump as a pass blocker and that wasn't just like well because of one game i mean it was it was every single game he did a great job he didn't give up a single sack he only played well it was about a half a year one two three four five six seven eight he played nine games no sacks four hits four hurries um no, he didn't really play. I guess three of these. He played six full games and then three games he kind of came in as a bit of a fill-in. But that would be somebody to consider if things go off the rails entirely. And I don't know if he's able to snap the ball either, if he still has problems with that. Um, unfortunately, one of the guys I was looking at like backups that actually graded out well, one of them is Cam Jurgens. Unfortunately, he was a second-round pick last year by the Philadelphia Eagles. I say unfortunately because they've got a center that's been very, very good, and I'm excited that he's going to be leaving soon, and it looks like they found a freaking replacement for him. Obviously, we're not going to get their second-round pick that's going to be replacing their center very, very soon. One actual interesting option to check into who is a free agent is Ben Jones. Um, I don't know exactly why he isn't able to find a job right now. I'm guessing it's because he's 34 years old and there's a lot of, uh, trepidation about that. Maybe he's asking for too much money kind of a thing. He knows his worth and everybody's like, yeah, dude, but you're 34. Sorry, you ain't getting that. I don't know. Maybe he's retired. I, I it's one of those things you look into it. Nothing says that. It just says that he's a free agent. So, okay, great. But he's never been anything other than a very good guard since 2012, I mean, his rookie year was a 68.7, basically a 70. Then it was 70, 70, 75, 73, 70, 73, 77, 79, 78, 72. I mean, his best years have been the last several. Spent his first few years with Houston, then moved on to Tennessee. He's been with Tennessee this ent- entire time. He's been a starter almost every single year of his career. Has been a center since 2015, started off as a guard. So he's got that, you know, versatility. I'm guessing he knows how to snap a football. So again, you know, and and honestly, if it's just a thing with Josh Myers can't do it, I wouldn't mind this only because I don't want, and maybe I'm alone in this, I don't want Zach Tom being a, listen, if Zach Tom can't cut it at tackle, and maybe he can, maybe he's not good enough. I'm just saying I want to try it and see if, because it's so valuable, see if we can do it. But if, if they're watching, they're like, this guy can't hack it then all right, fine, I guess see if he can be a really good center, because ultimately you want really good football players, not eh, football players. You try to replace eh, football players. But if Zach Tom can be a tackle, like a good tackle, then he stays a tackle, end of discussion. If Josh Myers can't get the job done, we find somebody else to do that job. But it ain't Zach Tom. You want to do Elton Jenkins, fine, I guess, because I don't really have a, a, I don't see a major difference between guard and center in terms of value. Which again, somebody yesterday brought up, um, I think it was on the stream with uh, Clayton and Jacob, but brought up the possibility of why don't we just move Josh Myers to guard and move Elton to center. We know Elton can play center, see if Josh Myers can play guard, bing, bang, boom, we're done. I think that makes perfect sense. But whatever, I don't know. If if for whatever reason, um, we just need a short-term filler until we can go find a a new center in the draft or whatever, Just, just go get Ben Jones for a year. I'm sure he can manage.
2: Add on to the name thing. Um, I I don't want to get heavy into it, but I can't stand the Steffens of the world that want to call themselves Stephen. Oh, it's horrible. Spell my name because they spell it wrong and pronounce it wrong. But I'm gonna let it go. Bye.
3: (laughs) I hate that. S T E P H E N or whatever. It's like Stephen. It's Stephen. No, it's not. It's Stephen. It's not Stephen. There, there are no rules that I'm aware of in the English or any other language in which PH becomes a V. All right, so I looked it up. Got a couple different things here. The source of stefan is the Greek name stefanos. So there you go. It is an F sound. Continuing. The name was borrowed into English long enough ago that the intervocal F sound was voiced to become V. So people just started making it sound like a v and then i guess we changed it into a v but some people are like no i am a 680 ad greek man i don't know and actually that wouldn't even work because they pronounced it with a f sound and we today pronounce it with an f sound there's just this tiny little period whatever here's the other thing that i think is is kind of interesting although i don't know why it would be a long e but it says in greek the ph combination makes an f sound correct as in telephone or phoebe But when the first syllable of Stefan has a long E sound, that affects the F and it becomes a V, not in spelling originally, but in sound, which is true. If you try to say Stephen, like a long E, but then still make it F, it does kind of sound like a V. Stephen. But who says Stephen? Why is it a long E? It's Stefan. But I guess if you you were to look at it as though it was a long E, which maybe is why it became like a V in English, because we started calling it Stephen for whatever reason, and then it just sounded like Stephen, so then we started changing it to a V. Either way, unless you are some history geek trying to show off how smart you are with your history chops about this one very brief, obscure moment in history when um, Stephanos became Stefan and it sounded like Stephen, and then very quickly we switched it to a V, but there was that brief period where PH sounded like V, then we should just knock it off, okay? Because there's Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, which again... If anybody wants to argue with that, the origins of Stefan comes from Stefanos. Technically, the origins of Stephen does too, but that's a different name. One is Stefan and one is Stephen. I'm sorry to all the, the, the Stephans out there, but it just feels pretentious, Stefan Stevens. You know, where it's like, I'm going to... Because you can do whatever you want, and I think some people love that. Like Elon Musk, you know? Like, I can do whatever I want. I'm just going to do something crazy, and you have to do what I say. Like, I'm going to spell my kid's name A-L-E-X, and his name is John. Like, no, it's not. It's Alex. No, it's John. Actually, A L E X is John in this case. Sorry. Don't you feel stupid now? <laughs>
4: mm. Ryan, it's uh, a Aaron from Eau Claire. Thanks what, uh... for playing my song on the last podcast. Yeah, I dude. really appreciate that. Um, I worked pretty hard on it. I can and, tell. Uh, it's the Welcome to Title Town. Uh, sorry, Welcome to Titletown song that sounded, uh, in your words, like Rage Against the Machine, which yeah. I take to be a huge compliment. Um, believe it or not, the, uh, <laughs> the music that I get paid to do for a living is jazz music. And I that play saxophone. Surprising. Um, uh, but I also compose a lot of music. And when I was in high school and college, I played guitar and keyboards in some different rock and hip hop bands and stuff. So, um, so it's all part of the, the music I like. Um, but, uh, I've just been a huge Packers fan and it's always been something that I wanted to do more of is, you know, mix the uh, passion I have for music with my fandom for the Packers. So thanks. You know, there is
3: a niche for that. It's a little bit old school. In other words, like it was a big thing for a while and now nobody's done it. Maybe you could like revitalize that. Do you remember when there were a bunch of bands that came out? Maybe it was around the time Lil Wayne did it and then they were mostly rap bands or whatever, but there was just like two, three, four different bands that popped up, and uh, a lot of them did like remixes of other songs, and they turned it into and they were super cheesy like, you know, music videos and whatnot, but semi-enjoyable like uh, this one from nine years ago
4: I've always been a Packer fan It's easy to cheer on a team that's always winning I am proud of my address.
3: That's one. And there was this one from 12 years ago.
1: I, so we're in Wisconsin right now. It's 20 below zero. And I don't even care. Cause we're a Lambeau field. And I'm a
3: I don't know if you guys remember all these. This one also from 12 years ago.
1: ready, cause we be some when it comes to Green Bay, We do this a lot.
3: So again, they're they're cheesy but endearing. But it's been a decade, right? There was that little flurry where, like, there was a bunch of these bands popping up, Packers related and whatnot. You could explore it. As far as I know, they all win bye-bye. Maybe that's a lesson to not do it. I don't know. But go for it. Who cares? This one video right here actually got almost 600,000 views. So you want to put together a music video, you let me know.
4: <laughs> for the opportunity to do that. That was really fun to make. Um, and uh, uh, I wanted to also comment on the Aaron and Eric discussion with mm-hmm. the names um I go uh, on this podcast I go by Aaron, but my name is obviously aaron um, and I will also chime in with the uh, fact that I get Eric all the time. I also get the misspelling uh e r i n you know That's how I, uh, spell it yeah. if I'm at Starbucks or something it's like they write my name on the cup. Sometimes they'll write it E-R-I-N, which is typically the girl's yeah. version of Aaron. But
3: It's got to be a pretty big insult, I would assume. I I haven't thought about that. So you, you get Eric, and then sometimes they're like, you know, somebody writes E-R-I-N. Like, bro, you looked me in the face, right? Like, you saw me when I ordered my drink, and you put the lady spelling on there. That was your assumption. I feel like I want to throw this in your face, but I'm thirsty and tired, and I need the caffeine, Okay. I could I could see that being annoying.
4: Um, I remember one time I had three, including me, three errands in one high school chemistry class, yeah. and that got really confusing. Um, I also have a sister-in-law named E-R-I-N, mm-hmm. Aaron, so that can get confusing as well. Yep. However, um, I do want to make sure I talk about the Packers um, <laughs> sure. with regards to family nights.
3: Well, I, I, I do know, because Ryan was, I mean, Ryan was a relatively, it's not like John or Matt, but it's a relatively common name for our age group, you know, the, the older millennial group. So I know, like, for the first few years, like, several, you know, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade-ish, there was always a Ryan in my class. So I, for, for the longest time, I was Ryan S. That's just, I was always Ryan S.
4: I heard you and Clayton and uh, Jacob all talking about the lack of coverage. Um and it just strikes me as odd. Um I wonder if it's sort of they don't want any blunders to like get out to the media so that they can crucify the Packers more. I don't know. Is that do you think that's possible? Let me know. Go back go.
3: I think it's possible. Um, that's why my suggestion was let the social media team do it. They can sift through and just pull out the positive stuff. That's what teams like the Bears do all the time. There's a ton of stuff getting leaked by their social media team, and it's all just highlight dime passes to DJ Moore or whatever. Everything coming out is positive. Only one of the interceptions that I saw was highlighted, and they cut out the part where you know the quarterback threw it, and they just showed... Well, some of the videos just showed the celebration. It was that Spider-Man celebration. Some of them showed the pick and then the celebration. They're trying to leave out the part where Justin Fields threw a pick. By the way, AA Ron, um, Goose just sent a message. He said, "Just got to that song. That was dope. Is there somewhere I can listen to that like on Spotify?" And that was in in uh in response to Jacob who had who you were just talking about. He just commented and said that song was awesome. So people are digging it, man. So feel free, write as many songs as you, you know, my first thought when I heard that is this would be a cool like podcast intro or like if you're making a YouTube or something, you can make that your intro music definitely would work. But I mean, that that, that could be this. You want to make some Packers um, music. You've already got your first song. You can go ahead and put that on Spotify. I don't know exactly the process for that, but I'm sure you can do it and you create your own little, you know, Packers album. You just add songs to it, get some subscribers and whatnot. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I don't know music. That's not my thing. I don't know how that works. But, you know, YouTube channel, Spotify, whatever. Go ahead and make it a thing.
4: Um, hey, Ryan. Hey, Ryan again. I wanted to um, kind of chime in again about the uh, the media coverage you're talking about with, like, Jason Wilde, um, Mark Tauscher, Rob Domovsky, and kind of the local Packers media. Um, Rob Domowski is an interesting one because I get the sense that he's not really a local Packers fan, um, but more a, an assignment from ESPN on the Packers. So I don't get the sense that he's actually a fan of the team. I think he's, could be. um, he's covering the team from more of a, just a professional standpoint, but, um, I have to say, I, I agree with you. I think he does kind of have this snide, um, dislike for the, for the Packers. And, um, it just seems when I've seen him or even read his articles, the tone of it just seems a little bit, um, almost wishing, uh, for the worst case scenario and trying to find the worst case scenario. Um, So I'm not sure, I'm not sure about that, but, um, as far as Wildey and Tausch, I actually, I used to listen to them every day and, um, enjoyed their show for quite a while. And as I've kind of, uh, gone on here, um, that same thing about just the negativity has just made it so that I, I can't even listen to it, um, and, uh, oh, and Homer as well from that, that same network. Um, I mean, all of them, you know, to some degree have some insightful stuff, but, um, the, the person on there that I think has the most valuable perspective is definitely, um, Mark Tauscher as a former player. Um, and I find that as I've listened to some of their discussions, Jason Wilde and Homer will just be sitting there and they'll be going, you know, well, you know, Uh, All these players, I mean, we haven't seen them prove anything yet. And so that means I don't think the Packers think they're very good. And they just go on and on and on, and they keep repeating the same points over and over and over and over and over. And Mark Tauscher always seems to be like, yeah, I don't know about that, guys. I mean, I really, I wouldn't go that far (laughs) or whatever. Or people will say stuff like, well, it didn't even look like they were trying, and and Mark Tausch was like, "Well, I I would never accuse a player of not trying," you know, um, just from his perspective as a player. So, uh... um, yeah,
3: he got cut off there. He's going to call back in a in a second. Here, I I did notice. I, I have no idea. I I've listened to Wildey and Tausch like four times in my life. I couldn't tell you. I I don't recall Tausch really being sort of the. The guy that's bringing it back to normal, but maybe um, they—I don't—I don't know. I, I guess I haven't paid close enough attention. I did notice because you brought that up, and I do know that that happens. For example, I've—I've—I will track like Bears camp or Vikings camp or Lions camp, and I've got these reporters, and all of a sudden I'll go into—I'll uh, I'll notice that the feed is full of like Patriots stuff. I'm like, what the heck is going on with this? Well, they move. They got new assignments. These guys, a lot of them, will travel from team to team because it's not about the team, it's about the job. Which is the opposite of what a lot of other people do. Right? I can't speak for everybody, but a lot of these guys are not fans first. They are trying to work their way up the ladder into higher and higher sports reporter positions because that's what they want to do. Now, I don't know what his allegiances may have been, but... I looked at uh, ESPN Press Room or whatever. He is a native of Arlington Heights, Illinois, which is right down the street from where I grew up in in Illinois. I'm not saying the guy's a Bears fan, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, it looks like his his first gig, he covered the Packers and college basketball for the Green Bay Press-Gazette. I don't know. Maybe he's a Packer fan and he sought that out because he's a huge Packer fan and he just wanted that job. Or... Maybe he just looked for a job to get into sports journalism, and that happened to be an opening, and so he shot out there. Now, I have to assume, I will say this in his defense, as, as a guy that shot up the ranks as fast as he has, I, I, I would think if he wanted to move to a new team, he probably could have. But it, it, it's at least worth noting you do have two separate categories. You have people that it's less about the team and more about the job, and other people where it's less about the job and more about the team. And I think a lot of the, for example, podcasters and YouTubers, you know, I mean, there are bigger. I mean, the, the Packers are big. But honestly, if I were to start a Chicago Bears podcast, it would probably be bigger. There's more listeners. I mean, Bears podcasts are massive. Dallas Cowboys. If if you want to start a YouTube channel and you don't care about the team, pick the Cowboys. I'm just telling you, it's it's got the biggest audience. It's bigger than Packer fans audience, for sure. Bears might also be, I don't know. There's just a lot of people, or you could just do NFL coverage, right? Obviously, that would be the that would be a much bigger and broader thing. But the reason a lot of people don't is because it's not necessarily about the job, even though it is. But it's it's first and foremost about the team. And again, I can't speak for everybody else. I don't know how much of it has to do with team and and somebody else had even made a point about that. Um, I don't remember who it was. This is a while ago where they they talked about you know. I'm not a fan, I'm a reporter, or something to that effect. And, and there was this sort of distinct line as far as, like, I'm... I'm and and it, to some degree, that's a positive. But I think for a lot of us, that's just not the reality. That's why at the beginning of the show, I call myself a fanalist. I'm just a fan. You know, and that's the other... A lot of these guys, they, they try to make themselves out to be something bigger or, or more than they are, because you have to. That's the whole point. If you're not, then why would we promote you to that next spot? I don't need that. I'm a fan with a microphone. That's it. I'm not going to tell you I'm something else spend a lot more time than a lot of people looking at stuff but there's you know that that's not that's not the point so yeah that that is a worthwhile thing to keep in mind um I guess with some of the reporters it's for some of them it's just an assignment
4: hey uh got cut off just wanted to finish my thought on that yeah so um it just it's all the circular discussion on these shows that drives me nuts um And again, not that, not that it's all bad or anything, but it just, it's the, it's the foregone conclusions where it's like, I don't know, Jason Wilde, it seems like all of his points have to be nested with all these conditions, you know? Like if someone had a good day, he always has to be like, you know, he may have had a couple of good plays, but let me be very clear. You know, he hasn't proven anything yet. He hasn't, but it's like, it just keeps going. It's like, you don't have to continue to, like, prove that you've outsmarted the whole Packers community with how you're saying things. Uh, I don't know. It just sometimes it's, it's a little bit funny. And he also likes to uh nest, like, three different tangents into one, like, interview question.
3: I feel like you're describing me right now, but go on. We're still talking about Wildy, right? Not... Okay, just making sure.
4: Like, uh, when you were on the field, now I know that you've had (laughs) issues with this before, but seeing as you've done some major work on this aspect of your game over the last three years, and I know that you've got kids at home that are watching, but... (laughs) how did that play unfold and how good was it to have it work out? And you're like, that's not a question. That's just a long leading. <laughs> it's like, there's only one way to answer that instead or whatever. It's, I don't know. It's just, gets gets on my nerves too, which is why I listen to your podcast and a lot of other podcasts with, um, people that I think have a lot more, uh, interesting things
3: to say anyways thanks ryan go pack go yeah i uh sorry my daughter's down here distracting me at at the moment but um i i've already admitted i would be terrible at that job as far as asking questions but um i do wonder if he knows that nobody wants him to do that or if he thinks i don't i don't know i i i I definitely cringe at all his questions that's for sure It, it reminds me of my daughter when something happens and immediately it's like just tell just give me the bullet points here kid and she's she's got to tell me the whole story it's got to be the whole like no just let me so we were playing a game and he said he wanted to play the game what happened and well we were playing a game she got to start over and he he wanted to play and and i said okay i would play and the, and the, the whole point is like she got hit on the leg accidentally but it takes 45 minutes and she has to she insists she has to tell the whole story i feel like that's kind of the same situation where it's like and it's very dramatic you know like coach uh man i uh i understand that uh you know things are tough you know i i get it i do but look dude just ask the question will you but I don't know. I don't want to turn it into a rip session. People like what they like. People act how they act. Who knows? It's just one guy's opinion. And again, the guy does a good job of what it is he does. I do what I do. It is what it is. I'm not trying to turn this into a bash session. But obviously, we have some differences of opinion on things, which is why you guys are here and their listeners are there. And I'm sure they have a lot more listeners than I have. So what do I know? Heyo. Heyo. It's me. Do keep doing that. Uh...
1: Got a couple right. questions here. Um, and it's a little breakdown from the name of the show, you know, Packer, Net Dark Podcast. Uh huh. So each of those, uh, areas, I'm gonna ask a question about. Number one being Packers, okay. uh, got rid of, oh, Etling. So that means that Sean, uh, Clifford looks like that he's good enough to be a backup, potentially, hopefully. And maybe it's not just like oh well we tried with this guy and oh well, let's get the young let's get the younger version going.
3: I think that is exactly what it is. I mean, I, I, there's a big thing of like man, Clifford Muster really really proved something. But you know, really, what was the alternative? Are we going to cut him? Why does it keep doing that? Sorry, personal business here. What are we going to? I mean, we're not going to cut him. He's not going to the practice squad, right? So. The only other alternative, I guess, would be to keep Etling and put Clifford on the practice squad. But again, I, I just don't think that was going to ever happen, I think. And I don't think... First of all, Etling is not super great anyways. And I think Magoo just kind of fits what you're looking... Because remember, on practice squad, that is driving me nuts. That, that little thing controlling the volume just keeps going down by itself. Anyways, I don't care. We gotta, we're we almost done. Just <laughs> just get through it. Ay-yay-yay. You know, they're looking for a prototype to... um to be that practice squad guy. And there are certain things that you're looking for, you know, things like mobility and whatnot. You're going to need a little bit of that. And that's where I think Magoo comes in. So I just think that was that was really... I don't want to say it was always the plan, because obviously Atling's there for a reason. But I think, you know, they got to a certain point where they, they felt that they were comfortable moving on with the plan, which is, you know, as it is. Maybe if things were a disaster, so, so we could at least say Clifford showed enough that it wasn't like... We can't go to the main plan. we got to figure out what the heck we're doing here because this is really bad. But anyways, again, I I just don't want to really overstate um, how amazing our backup quarterback looks. I I just think that this was always plan A, and they really wanted to— Matt LaFleur even said we needed to cut down to three quarterbacks, so it wasn't even necessarily something they saw. It was essentially a deadline, according to my interpretation of what Matt said— and so they decided to move ahead with that plan.
1: Uh, my question is, if you had to bring in a, just a, a body, a veteran body, who would it be that's still around? Uh, quarterback? Two for next-
3: Are we talking quarterback? Well, I don't think Matt Ryan is an option. Uh, you know, he's doing TV stuff or whatever. But... Um, I guess, I, I mean, I'm not going to look it up. Carson Wentz is the only one I, that I know, so I'll just say Carson Wentz.
1: is. Uh, if you were to go up against any fictional uh, water-based creatures, <laughs> animals, Loch Ness whatever, Monster or what? W- which one would you try and fish? Would you try and go after a Loch Ness Monster? Would you try and go after a Megalodon? Uh, yeah, I feel like that's a fun little question. Next up, what?
3: I don't know any others. What is what is the the kraken? I mean, I'll, look, I'll engage with the question here. Um, I don't think Loch Ness monster seems scary. There's no, there's nothing that says Loch Ness monster is a bad guy. He looks like a brontosaurus in water, which you know, I mean, brontosaurus obviously not something you want to necess- it's like an elephant i'm sure it could do some damage but as far as quote unquote monsters go the volume is driving me nuts i can't stop looking at it as far as monsters go um yeah it's it doesn't look very monstrous to me it just looks like some kind of an herbivore that's just kind of floating around out there it's like it's like a duck with a really long le- with with a long neck like a giraffe a duck with a giraffe neck or something I mean, really? Are, are there any stories about the Loch Ness monster like attacking people, or is it just like there's this thing out in Scotland that's just out there and it's big? I mean, its nickname is Nessie, old Nessie. So yeah, that's that's got to be the one.
1: Next up after dark. Uh, so this whole driving thing about everybody and their thoughts and opinions—I um, don't care about it at the moment. Uh, so you get a million dollars, but. Your eyesight's taken from you. However, you, they give you a sonic sense, kind of like a bat, would you do it? No. And if not, no. $10 million, would mm, you do it? $10 no. million, they do a little surgery thing. No. Take your eyesight, but you get sonar hearing. No. Or seeing. Not doing it. Last but not least, podcast. Uh, you need more channels in the Discord. That's, that's pretty much the, you need more channels just add a couple not one for food one for movies one for you know back to talk because the general works just fine but if you want people to interact with each other in that you kind of have to give them like specialized areas to where they can talk about those specific topics but yeah just you know give some love to the discord for like an hour or so and just yeah, okay, this works, this works, this works. And the next thing you know, you got multiple channels in order for people to talk to. All right, that's it. to. Awesome.
3: Would you like to run the Discord? Would you like to do that? You can do that. I Listen, I created that as a way to not clog up the constant back and forth on the show. Not so that I can create another job <laughs> over on the side. Of every time a new topic comes up, creating a new channel and everything. I'm, I'm If you want to chat, just go, ch- just go talk over there. If you don't, you don't have to. I don't care. But if, if you'd like to do that, Thomas, I don't know how to let you do that, but tell me how to make you in control of that whole thing, and you can just take it. I don't want it. You can have it. Do what you need with it. Pimp it out, you know. Pimp My Ride. Such a good show back in the day. Remember Pimp My Ride? Oh, my God. Goodness, that was the best show in the world. I don't know. I clicked on your profile. I don't see anything about give permissions, so whatever. whatever. I don't know. I don't know how Discord works other than I just talk to people in it. You and JJ can work that out. He's real anal about like everything needs to be in its separate spaces and confined. and what, what, That's fine. You two can get together and, and turn that thing into a Goliath. Just the best Discord in the world.
1: It is, Thomas, again. Thomas, got a what's going questions.
3: on, man? Uh,
1: so, if you were available, or if you were... Not like-
3: Sorry for the kid chatter in the background, if you can hear it. We got Sega hooked up down here. So, pretty legit. Like, actual Sega. They were just being introduced to it. I got them that Nintendo thing, so they were all... They're, they're kind of having a similar similar childhood to me um while at the same time having like better games on freaking phones but it doesn't matter got them a nintendo with like 400 500 games on it so they were playing nintendo and then like i don't know a year ish later sega 137 games it's like a real sega console but i found a game like a single game whatever you call it um cassette 137 odd games popped it in there so they're playing uh uh, mortal combat and not sure my wife is aware of that but she hasn't said anything yet while while they're down here punching each other's faces and might get in trouble for that i don't know but anyways they're rocking out sonic and stuff so that would be the that would be the noise in the background
1: loud if you had the capabilities mm-hmm. to block another human
3: block a that way human you,
1: you didn't have to hear from them didn't have to see them if they're a television personality uh-huh their show gets removed and a new one gets put in its place specifically just for you yeah um who would that be because i would personally love to never hear from colin coward ever again in any way shape or fashion um also a follow-up question
3: that might be a little bit better. If you could... um, see, I can't get rid of Colin Coward because I enjoy Colin Coward and I need Colin Coward. Sometimes he has takes I agree with, sometimes I disagree with, but I put it on the show. I might honestly go with Adam Shine. You would say, well, what's the difference? You need him, too. He's got the takes so you can go on your rants and stuff. But we've had a lot of guys on the show that have had takes that have made me angry and I've ranted about. The thing with Shine just feels a lot different. In fact, you had... um what the heck is that guy's name? The Minnesota Vikings fan. Pro Football Talk, I think. Or Pro Pro Football Talk, is that it? Anyways, you know exactly who I'm talking about. He came out and made a video and basically said, it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. Like, it's clownish, what Adam Shine said. He's like, I like the guy, but this saying Jordan Love can't play is clownish. When, when you have... um people who are avid Green Bay Packers haters calling a guy that made fun of Jordan Love a clown and just the way he was so disrespectful about it. You know, there's just sort of, there's like a fun level of banter and, you know, people say things that are semi-disrespectful that I'll go on my rants on them, whatever, but Shine, like, just, he legitimately made me angry. You know, some of this stuff, it, it there's a difference between it's so dumb, it just, like, it drives me nuts. You know, it's kind of like that when you, when you watch those, brought up this example in our group discord the other day, but you ever see those ads for video games? They're like, you know, just little pop-ups or whatever. And it's these stupid little games where you're like trying to shoot or you go left or right and whatever. And they, they, and the little video thing that they do, they're always doing it wrong. And I'm watching it like that game looks stupid. I'm not going to download that. But then you just watch them for whatever reason. I'm watching them. And I'm like, go, go left. Go, 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 go to the, lo- oh, you idiot. And there becomes a point where you're just like, Shh. I want to download it just because I want to do it right. You freaking moron! You don't know what you're doing. That's kind of what this is like. How do you not know how to think? Like, just so then I, I I need I almost need to bring it over here so I can lay it out and organize it. It's it's like a compulsion. Like your thoughts are wrong. Give me that so I can put this in the right spot. But it's just different with Shine where it's like you're just kind of a piece of crap. Like you're just a really disrespectful douche. And I mean, you could say that about 500,000 different Bears fans who are just massive trolls, but as far as public figures, um, Shine is just on another level, where I it, it it made me angry in a different part of my body, is the best way that I could think to describe it, where it's like, I really just don't like you for what you said. And I don't think I've necessarily had that with Uh, Coward or any of the other guys that I've brought up on the show. I I, I get really annoyed with some of the stuff they say but that was that was I don't like it
1: very much. You could take a person a a television personality um, such as all the people talking heads Mm -hmm. and you could take away their career in whatever whatever show they're doing and you know I'm not saying like they'll be jobless. Maybe they could you know, in an alternate universe. Like, you say, hey, I don't want to listen to Rob Demosky anymore. and you have oh, the I can't because he blocked like, him, hey, But, yeah. His job, gone. And now he's, you know, flipping burgers and actually has to uh, utilize some skill at his <laughs> job. Or uh, what is his name? Adam Sheen? Whatever the heck his name is.
0: Yeah.
1: Ugh, just thinking about that guy. Um, exactly. And then my other question...
3: So I, I I would just say no to that. I don't want to do that. Uh, it's it's again the guy makes me really angry, but not to the point that I would want anything necessarily bad. To, I mean, may, maybe something a little bit bad. Uh, you know what I want the the worst thing that I want to happen. I want Jordan Love to be really good, so that he can make be made to feel stupid, which I know he wouldn't. But that's that's the extent of like the bad things that I want. I want him to just take a massive L because Jordan Love is good. Same with Colin Coward for basically saying he's a piece of junk because of some random article. He's an idiot. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, whether it's, you know, Domofsky or any of these guys, for whatever reason, they're in, in, in the positions that they're in. And I'm sure there was a lot of work involved. There's probably a decent amount of luck, but we all get where we are, myself included, largely because of certain things that involved luck along the way. Um, so, you know, they worked hard, they're doing something right, they're in these massive positions because, you know, I know a lot of people say well, they haven't earned it because they don't deserve it because they shouldn't be in that spot to begin with, but, you know, that's just apparently a wrong way to think about things. There, there's, there's, a, there, there's a way to sound rational on a podcast, and then there's a way to get to where Adam Shine is, and only one person in the world has done it, and his name is Adam Shine, I think. I think that's how you say his name, I'm not positive. Um, so uh, I, I don't know what else the guy does. I, I, the only thing I've heard is his two Jordan love takes. I don't know if I've ever heard him speak outside of that, but, um, no, I wouldn't want him to lose his job. I don't like listening to him, but, um, I, I wouldn't forcibly make him lose his job. It's not, it ain't that serious. I guess I would say,
1: which sh- I just forgot. So I'm going to come up with one on the fly uh, what is the uh, possibility that we see a large amount hmm. of our third string halfback this year? Very little. And if you had to have him out there, what kind of role position area would you have to use them in? Running back. Because you got you know <laughs> thunder and lightning. Uh huh. A.J. Hmm. Dillon, AJ, Aaron Jones. You'd
3: be the sun. Yeah, third one. What's the role? Yeah, he's
1: the sun. My mind
3: blanks there for a second. Okay.
1: Have a good day.
3: You're welcome. Bye. Yep. So, the third guy would be the sun, because we're saying ridiculous things. And the reason he would be the sun is because thunder and lightning would be a storm, and um, you can't see the sun when there's a storm. So, there you go. You got thunder, you got lightning, and then you got the sun that's hidden in the shadows, sort of, so to speak, of the the cloudy storm that's happening. That would be the role. What, what does that actually mean? I have no idea. I don't know, but he's not going to play very much unless somebody gets hurt. That's all I know. So, anyways, I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you guys so much for calling in. I'm guessing at this point, uh, we're probably just going to permanently skip the calls that uh, we didn't get to. So, I'm just going to do that now. The two calls from Garrett, one from Seth. We got two from Jersey Mike, another from Seth. Jeff from Minneapolis, and then Steve in Alaska. These would have been from Friday and Saturday. Um, So we're going to skip those. If you want to call those back in, feel free. But we're kind of at the point where I can't even get caught up on new calls, so I'm not going to end up making it back to the old calls. But anyways, have a good night, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.